Good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is Tangentially Related. I'm your host, Zen, as always. And today I have Maple with me yet again. Hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. Yay. We are back after a hiatus of finals and then Christmas. Because... Uh, Christmas breaks are nice. It's uh, good to. It's very healthy to just put a break on your podcasting for a little bit and uh, j- just get some uh, peace and quiet in your life. Yeah, or just be in this that state and where it's like, okay, I could be doing this, but no, 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 no. I have tests tomorrow and the day after that and more and more and I, I haven't studied this during the class enough. I need to cram. I don't miss school. I mean, work is equally as bad, but... Uh, yeah, I, I'm just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm basically <laughs> doing vocational school, so it's weird. And also then lockdown stuff happened, so everything went to distance, and it just... It just got weird. Uh, I can imagine. I can imagine the, the, the teachers having a hard time with it Oh, as yeah, well. especially those that aren't really all that technically expert experts stuff. Like they, they're just sort of, <laughs> they make do, but, ow. See, they should all just start a podcast and uh, learn as they go. I mean, <laughs> I was already already somewhat technically savvy. <laughs> that does yeah, help, if yes. you have built a computer and done extensive game modding, which is what we're going to talk about today, because that's a great discussion to be able to have. You'll probably be able to figure out how to do a freaking voice chat, sort of a voice and video chat with a thing and be able to hold, basically be able to have lessons online. Uh, it all took me, uh, well, I mean, lessons online was something, of, of course, at that point I figured it out, but podcasts and stuff, it took me a bit to figure out how it works, or YouTube videos. There's a lot of work in that. Yeah, I suppose. But using like Teams or uh, what are they using these days? Zoom or all or, uh, all manner of things. You know, yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, th- that should not be too. No, difficult. it shouldn't. But it is. The, the the hardest part is usually like whatever Microsoft or Google or whatever is thinking up next. Yep. <laughs> all right, we're talking about game. Yes, running, you because say. that's fun and it's off the cuff and just just having a good time <laughs> you were talking in chats about the fact uh, that you were game modding Oblivion uh, right? actually I wasn't op- modding Oblivion I have in the past and basically played like an hour or two of it but now I'm doing a proper getting into it proper and not modding it hmm but Oblivion is one of those weird old sort of like, okay, I have no idea what's happened. It is before my time, basically, where I was. The game itself wasn't released before my time, but uh, the modding scene had had well, died off by the time I got anywhere close to Oblivion. Yeah. I can imagine that, especially because Skyrim came out like, what was it, nine years yep. ago or something? And and at that point, of course, Oblivion uh, disappeared into Oblivion. More or less. I mean, a lot of the mods are still <gasps> around, but development ceased pretty 
soon. It's not like Fallout, where Fallout New Vegas mm. still gets a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, because Fallout New Vegas is still kind of unique in its uh, in what it yeah. is compared to like Fallout Four or whatever. It it, it it is like this unique game of its time. Um, I think. I mean, I've never played Oblivion, so I don't really know much about it. But I I think that. It, that series is a lot more linear where every Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, every game is just kind of the new big thing that people care I about. I suppose. Uh, I've noticed uh, quite a few differences between Oblivion and Skyrim so far. Uh, in that Oblivion had a lot more classical fantasy RPG depth that Skyrim just lacked, which I think is one of those things that people have said is like why Skyrim succeeded so much because it was so easy to get into. <laughs> you didn't have to know no everything. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I kind of get that, and that might also be the reason why I found Skyrim so incredibly <laughs> boring. <laughs> yeah, but Skyrim is also an incredible Which framework is... for modding, so... Yeah, exactly, that's what I was say about to say. That's exactly where modding yep. would come in, right? <laughs> I mean, I've played a bit of Skyrim on Switch, so I'm not even entirely sure how feasible modding is on there. I think you probably need to jailbreak oh, it or something I, I like that. Oh, I suspect that they just go through the official sort of Bethesda club thingy or whatever. I, there is official mods, basically. Or not official so much, on but... Uh, Switch, uh, I don't know. I, ha I haven't ever touched a Switch, but I, did, mm -hmm. I suspected that would be a possibility because that's sort of how things were rigged up in Fallout 4, at least, in the end, where it's like, yeah, you can have mods that are basically from the repository that... Bethesda sort of keeps of people uploading stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just um, sort of like immediate sort of feeling is like, okay, yeah, that's cool, but immediate warnings yep. for censorship and just sort of like, but what about the things that you wouldn't sort of think are okay? Because AAA Corp. I mean, that's I mean, that's basically the difference between console and PC. On PC, you can just do anything you want. And on like uh, this weird exclusive consoles that Nintendo keeps making, you just can't do much. Yeah. That's the entire point. I'm glad if you can do any modding at all on there, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. But yes, I have, I have at least a dozen hours of Skyrim playtime that's just bug fixing because of mods. Just troubleshooting. Like, okay, what crashes this time? Okay, let's boot the game up again. I've disabled all but one mod. Let's see if that mod, mod breaks it. No, it still breaks. Okay, let's turn off all the mods and start adding them back in one by one until it works again. How many different mods at the same time have you had on, on Skyrim? I think the maximum was 253 or something like that because that was how many <laughs> you could get before the load limit hit. Oh, of course. it's uh... <laughs> Because you could get like... Uh, uh, no, I think it's 252. Two because you get uh, Skyrim.dsm, Update.dsm, uh, Dawnguard, Hearthfire, Dragonborn, and then you can add yeah, up 256 to 256 after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is always kind of hilarious to hear about how many different... It is really cool, to be honest. Like, how many different little parts people are putting together in these games in order to completely transform the game yet use the same framework that you start out yeah. with. Yeah, sometimes they're not that little either. Sometimes they're bleeding massive. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like sometimes you have like an entirely new world and sometimes it's just 
horse armor or something. Yeah, horse armor, <laughs> a new set of hair. Yeah, make the eyebrows pop a little less. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you know, that a, a kind of stuff. A new mask or something. Hmm. Uh, I I appreciate the the collaborative nature of it all. Mm-hmm. And of course, the uh, big creative nature of it all. I kind of really love the idea of uh, of really going into the the nitty gritty of the mechanics of a game and changing interesting things and making new things yeah. out of them. And it's I'm cool. just gonna take a moment to highlight a mod that is like I had to look up what it's called. It's Beyond Skyrim, I think, which is the craziest Skyrim mod around because it basically looks too. It's several modding teams, and they basically look to in, expand with creating every single bleeping part of the world in Skyrim. As in, uh, as in what? World? The rest of the world of the the Elder Scrolls. Basically, removed like the <laughs> map barriers so and just like yeah, you can walk wherever. You can go across the you entire thing. You can go team. to uh, Oblivion and Morrowind and whatever. Yes. Morrowind, I think, is <laughs> one of is the really regions cool. that are actually somewhat finished. I mean, the nice thing, of course, is that the the, the earlier Elder Scrolls games you go, the smaller the maps are. Yeah. So. Then there's, of course, this... And that probably makes... That probably makes for more dense, more interesting areas to visit. Yeah, to an extent at least. But then there's also the slew of um, less um, family-friendly mods. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always interested me, but I've never, I don't really play many games that have all uh, very extensive modding uh, stuff going on. I'm. Um... But uh, you know. The, the erotic stuff does look very interesting. There's some fun things to be done there, but uh, the less said on that, the less embarrassing this uh, entire episode will be. Uh, I mean, one thing that always does interest me is like basic gender bender uh, mods and stuff like that, like female Link in Zelda and stuff like that. That stuff is kind of interesting in its own right, yeah. And there's depth to be found there. <laughs> But yes, I, I am quite the modder. I, I quite enjoy adding modifications onto my games. Yeah, well, what games have you all played at, uh, with mods? Just uh, name one. Okay, uh, name so I, uh, sadly a lot of them are going to be Bethesda games because they are quite extensively moddable, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to go over it now a little bit quickly. Sort of like, okay, what do I have even that is moddable? Um, I've tried to mod uh, Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War. That was an experience. Not huh. the easiest game to mod, honestly. Minecraft extensively, obviously. Oh yeah, Minecraft modding is something I also have yeah. some experience XCOM with. XCOM 2. Like, has a good... XCOM 2, I have no experience yeah, with it at all. It's so got I some good modding there. Uh, Total War Shogun 2 as well is one that I've also modded. Yeah, there's some of those like, wait, what? I did not know that was a thing, kind of mods, or not not mods, but games. <laughs> and like, I did not know that what was moddable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I uh, <laughs> I've not played many games that are 
that modable ethics. Yeah, and so. even then, I played even most recently probably that was actually a really good experience on its own that was a modable thing modded experience was actually uh the halo master chief collection huh that makes sense because that is not something you'd expect to be very modable because it is a port of a console exclusive set of games basically yeah, but I have hear, heard that Halo modding is quite oh, popular yeah, no, right it, now. The, like the MCC the was released and it is maps. quite good because it is quite sort of moddable to an extent. Like There is the sort of ranked multiplayer stuff where it is in the anti-cheat mode. Everything is sort of like locked down. But then you can also play the game without the anti-cheat and sort of do some level of multiplayer to a degree. But well, it's uh, more it's sort of custom games and like Yes, we both have this mod, so we can connect to each other, and it will run. You you kind of run into this G mod kind of thing, where you have uh, a multiplayer game that's uh, where you can actually play multiplayer within a framework, and then edit that framework in whatever way you want to create all sorts of different experiences. Kinda. It's really cool. It, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how well it's working, but yeah. still, it's yeah. really cool about it. But yeah, works. no, I was playing a. And it's also uh, rebalanced campaign version because those are actually quite interesting. They're, they're really nice and it feels a lot, felt a lot better honestly because Bungie's Halo games are good but sometimes the crunch f- is palpable. Like they had to crunch some of them. <laughs> Halo 2 now runs quite well but back in the day it was actually quite buggy because it was so rushed. Because they mm. set out to do so yes, much that they ended up with a sort of pile of, okay, we need to make this work. Yeah, that's also, of course, one thing in which modding always uh, pops up, like to make a buggy game playable. I think Dark Souls is uh, one of those games that would not have existed as it does today if it wasn't for the modding scene. Hmm. I hadn't actually considered that. Just, just... Like, um... I think in Dark Souls specifically, I'm not sure which game it was, I think the the original Dark Souls itself, that there was some bug that kind of makes it kind of unplayable, but if you have, uh, so you kind of have to download a mod for it, and then it becomes uh, playable. That's not great. (laughs) Uh, And of course, now we know it as this huge, very influential franchise. Yeah. That's really cool how that w- how that went. Yeah. Oh yeah, another game that you might not expect, but sort of might. Kerbal Space Program. Oh, of course, that would. That have has a modding. huge amount of modding, and like some of it is like, why did you make this? Oh, because mayhem. That's why. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it it's uh, it is such a deep game, so I'd never gotten into it, but it uh, does sound like the perfect game to just put all sorts of new interesting things in. Hey, let's put some object in that gets thrusts in this direction and have this kind oh, of Oh, it's not just that. Like, that that's the simple stuff. And make it look like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That, I mean, one of the more sort of oh, uh, well-known yeah, of classic mods that make things really quite hard, honestly, don't go for it if you're new to the game, is Ferrum Aerospace mm. Research. Or something like that. Not research, perhaps, but... Uh, Far, it's called Far, Farum Aerospace or mm. something like that, and uh, basically it redoes the aerodynamic system. 
mm. and makes it work more realistically, but also way more difficult. It doesn't. Doesn't this game have like this entire realism overhaul? Oh yeah, there's a also. couple of those as far as I know. There's both like planet resizers, so it's not one tenth of Earth or whatever it is in KSP, yeah. but like actual scale, to scale with actual little gravity levels. Actual, actually turn the uh, actually turn moon into yeah, the moon. pretty much, and also then like some other ones that are like you can replace the entire Kerbal solar system, which isn't our solar system, with our solar system, like just hmm. yeah. There's a lot, and that does. I, I mean, I've never played it, but uh, the, the smaller scale of it all does seem, seem to make it a lot more enjoyable than if you actually had to wait two days to get I mean, to the moon. It isn't so bad <laughs> even then because you do have fast forwarding options. Of course, you have the time course. warps. You can get to places quicker. Hmm. But I'm I'm gonna highlight one yeah. mod that I usually have just because it is one of those. Ah, let's play around and do some destruction. And that's a mod called BD Armory. And that just adds like freaking missiles and stuff. Like you can you make fighter planes more than that's pretty fun. It it it's fun to see what the kind of stuff you can do with these yeah, kinds and of games. It's like no one would really expect that to be one of those mods that are out there to so to speak. Like that's like uh, why would you make that? But because it's fun is the answer, basically. The fun thing about Kerbal Space Program is that, at the one hand, you can al already play with the vanilla game and see what kinds of stuff the engine is capable of. Can you make a weird kind of plane in Kerbal Space Program? Yes, no, maybe. Absolutely. And then, of course, sure. And then, when you start modding, you can literally do anything you want yeah. with it. One of the things, by the way, I'm going to mention with BD Armory that it does, that it has done by now, is it's freaking figured out, it's implemented freaking radar profile mapping. Like, you can build something <laughs> and then activate, turn on that sort of, click that button, and you'll get, like, the three radar profiles, like, freaking cross profiles in radar signature that a thing would have. <laughs> Have they turned it into competitive, uh, like, airplane uh, dogfighting? I have yet, seen or? people do that <laughs> with multiplayer mods that exist. I have seen people. Oh, I have great. seen a competition of that. that yeah, that's cool. That is really cool. With like limits of okay, you can only use these specific things and this weapon, and you have to then make the best of it, while also being interesting looking. And just yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. The only the only game I've really gotten much experience. Um, I grew up with The Sims. Now, oh, I think right, it. yes, this yes, 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 yes. Well, <laughs> we downloaded some mods for The Sims, which was the way I remember it was literally mostly textures, not really much yeah. else. But I'm sure we did some more interesting stuff than that. There is quite a lot of interesting stuff we found. Then. Yeah. But uh, the only thing I really know much about modding today is probably uh, Minecraft, yeah. Like, there's a lot you can do in Minecraft. And it's another one of these uh, online multiplayer games where you've got this open-ended open framework where you can just build mini-games in or build all sorts of experiences in. 
Yeah. Though in Minecraft, what interests me the most is either really simple stuff like auto crafting or higher push limits or stuff like that. Like very simple new mechanics that you can play with with uh, the redstone mechanics that you got in there and stuff. Oh yeah. Or like some of the custom biomes. Those also seem really cool. Yeah, there's a lot for Minecraft. Like I have, I have played Minecraft for a long time, so I know some of the, like I was. Mm. Sort of, like, when I was getting into modding Minecraft, it was the beta day still. So, like, yeah. I've been around for the old ticket stuff and all that when that was at its peak. I've, I've seen the kinds of mods that our friends uh, Lunchy and Fractal and stuff, uh, uh, how, what kind of mods they play on Minecraft and it's ridiculous and I do not understand. Oh yeah, the big mod packs. First of all, I do not understand. I do not understand what those mods even really do, and I also don't really understand in what way they are fun. Uh, they do so <laughs> much that that's the point. They basically become their own game mode thing, to an extent. Yeah, they, they become entirely separate games at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's, like, it's its own challenge. It's its own set of mechanics and stuff to interact with. Hmm. Yeah, it's... it's, it's um. I have a hard time really getting into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, to an extent, like I need to set myself distinct goals to be able to do anything with them. But it's cool at the same time. I, I mean that's Minecraft in general, I guess. You need to set yourself some goals. I want to build this. I want to make that. Yeah. Um, in like a platformer or something like that. I've I've seen some like custom maps for platformers and. Uh, at least there you always have the obvious goal of getting uh, of beating it. Yeah. But yes, another game I was going to mention that I mentioned in the chat that led up to this because this was an excellent topic that just popped up. I was like, yes, this is a great topic. Let's do this. RimWorld. <laughs> that makes sense, yes. <laughs> I've never played RimWorld, so... Um, Tell me, I, I I know the basic game. What kind of modding do you do? Oh, it's a lot of like adding more stuff and items and research and just things. But um, I'm going to start with one of the crucial ones, which is just a redo of the... Uh, basically changing the uh, UI to be way more manageable. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's... Yeah. That's a common yeah. mod, I think, in a lot of games. Just change the UI, or even just like remove the compass, remove the oh, mini map. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like the, the removing parts is the simple, like that's dull. But uh, one of the, I mean, yeah, it's important. One of the basic Skyrim mods that's like, it's a bit of a shame that it still counts as a mod and disables achievements. Is the, I think Sky UI it's called, which just makes the UI so much more computer compatible. Yeah. Which is just great. But yeah, RimWorld. Um, one is the UI one for me, always. The second is the uh, pretty constant sort of prepare carefully, I think it's called, where you can actually customize and much more carefully like remove a lot of random generation for some aspects of it and also set up much more carefully what you actually get with you exactly as a starting resource thing. All right. All right, sure. <laughs> Other than that, it's mostly like 
you can add stuff that adds uh, alien races and lots of new weapons <laughs> and gear and equipment and building stuff and all of that. Mm. Yeah, that, that yeah. gets fun. It gets I, fun. I know I have had some screenshots of just the world map where it's just littered with 50,000 different icons for different factions living on that planet. That that's that does sound. Kind it's of fun. great fun because <laughs> like half of them will be warring with each other and also you because you're alive basically, and it just makes the whole game a little bit more alive. It makes the entire world a lot more dense and yeah. interesting. I mean, literally most of the modding I've ever done is just changing textures around, which. It's nice, like uh, in Terraria, I just remembered. I actually made some Terraria texture packs, mm -hmm. which was... It's fun experiences, like... And the most interesting mods in Minecraft to me are also, like, make some blocks look different. Uh, I, I'm basic, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really want to... Oh, I forgot about one of the biggest types of mods I actually play. Um... Because for the most part, I don't really want like a game to change. But at the point where a mod just becomes an entirely new game, it can get real fun. Yes, complete overhauls can so, be quite interesting. Or yeah, like um, I played quite a few uh, Super Mario sixty four uh, mods, which are literally just entirely different games. Entirely new levels, entirely new stars, entirely new text, entirely new uh, everything. Ah, that's a good time. Super Mario Star Road, incredible. Mm. Um, but uh, at that point, it's like it's kind of like uh, having different games all made with the Source Engine. Like, it's just different games at that point. Yeah. Uh, you you can't exactly call Portal a mod, right? Not really, no. <laughs> or uh, or uh, like. You can't call Majora's Mask uh, uh, an Ocarina of Time mod. No. Well, the only issue, of course, is that a lot of these mods just aren't quite as popular as the original uh, games created by uh, Nintendo or Valve or whatever. Yeah, no, it's... Um... Complete overhauls well, usually are a what... bit tricky in that sense, yeah. Usually when it's like what you described with RimWorld, where you completely change the game, but it's still the same game, it's just with more stuff in it. I start to get uh, to kind of worry about whether I'd still be playing the same game or getting the original vanilla experience or whatever. Yeah. I'd just be like unsure of what even I'm... Uh, like I have this, uh, I mean, it's probably not very healthy, but I have this thing of I want to play the game as it is intended to be played. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, it it varies a bit of how how good that uh, perspective is. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like recently, I downloaded the ROM for. Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance. And I also downloaded like six different mods. One to clean up the audio because the audio isn't very good at that version. One to maybe change the visuals. One to uh, 
undo a, that's, uh, want to like uh, redo the entire translation want to like include a scene that was taken out from the SNES version oh, wow. and at that point you're basically playing the SNES game I think or the SNES game except I, I don't even know I've not played it yet I'm not sure if this is the way I want to go about it yeah it is a complex thing but at some point you are yeah, you are wondering like, what is the optimal way to be playing this game? Which mod should you have turned on? Which mod should you have? Yeah, and that's definitely a balancing act there. Especially if never, if you never, if you've never actually played the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to be able to tell what the best way to play yeah, it is? Exactly. I mean, one thing about uh, Game Boy Advance games is that I really like the way they look because they are always very brightly colored because the original console didn't have a, a backlight. Oh, no. oh, wow. Oh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, so if you em emulate a Game Boy Advance game on a computer, it is incredibly bright Yep. to the point where you you might call it like pastel or uh, something like that, like or just a beautifully bright green. And I really like that aesthetic. And it was technically only done for uh, practical reasons because the console didn't have a backlight, so it had to be as bright as possible just in coloring. Yeah, just making do with what you get. Mm, yeah. And I really like the aesthetic, but then when you play like Final Fantasy VI for the Game Boy Advance, is it a good idea to undo that change and make it more like the original? Or is it good to be that bright? I mean, I, I think that's a personal <laughs> preference thing more than anything. Yeah, I suppose, and I could probably play around with it and see which one I like more. Yeah. But the only time like you can make an argument for that being wrong would be like in a game. I I'd say probably something where you an adventure game probably where you can uh, have to pixel hunt and such, where that could make a difference. But even then, that's oh sure, yeah. Well, in in like a shooter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not like very. Uh, a good shooter, at least, you shouldn't have a problem with brightness things being mattering all that much anyway Th that's true like well, something uh, that's usually an issue I have left like film and not often with video games but sometimes the screen is just so dark that I can't see anything yeah I know that feeling yes. okay um, <laughs> was what was the artistic intention here just a big dark screen where we were supposed to feel like something's happening yeah. <laughs> yep. are, we, are we just going to intuit what's happening from the sound of things? I, I got some subtitles which are bright white. Um, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I can see those yeah. at least. <laughs> uh. In games that's not that common, though, uh, one of the uh, Minecraft mods that does interest me is just a mod that uh, makes it much much easier to see in caves. Because it gets really dark in those caves. <laughs> yes. I, I can imagine uh, even like with something like Dark Souls, which I've not played yet, to use a mod like that just to brighten stuff up in case it gets too dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minecraft is uh, quite a quite dark act. game. Yeah, Minecraft's really dark. It uh, scared the hell out of me when I was mm -hmm. younger. <laughs> I mean, it kind of still does, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a... I should just... Hmm? Yeah, it's a bit of a dark one sometimes. 
And I say that being a complete yeah. wuss, but uh, I didn't I didn't have much <laughs> fear problems with it, but yeah, I can understand how you could. I mean, I I'm scared of every first person game, so <laughs> <laughs> almost. Ah, that, that's gotten a lot less bad. But as a teen, I just could not play uh, uh, Minecraft when I went into a cave immediately, or when I went out like into a forest or whatever. Just way too scary. I can't look behind me. <laughs> just just keep my keep my games 2D and from a, a side-scrolling perspective or like a top-down perspective. Just just allow me to see uh, 360 degrees around my character and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's one way of doing it, I suppose. Hmm. I have never really had a problem with first person as such. Thankfully, but that's uh, like, definitely um, valid. If I if I were to play like uh, a shooter or something like that, I would have the same issue. To be fair, I even have that issue of like playing paintball myself in real life. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I I can't see everything that's happening. I'm scared. Just put my hand over with with the paintball gun over like an obstacle and eventually just feel like one of those paintballs hitting my hands and I start crying. <laughs> I mean, I've gone paintballing once. It was it's... something I'd like to repeat at some point. And the most painful time thing uh, during that whole thing was once I was hit in the chest. And I was so surprised by it because that didn't hurt that I fell backwards and landed with a twig going right up my back. Oh! That a bit. That, that sounds it was painful. a bit sort of like, ow! Yeah. But, I mean... I do, it was fine. <laughs> I do not want to go paintballing again. I I find those paintball gun, guns way too scary. <laughs> huh. But yeah, different experiences. I do like laser gaming because there's no, you know, projectiles in there. One issue with uh, modding, I think, is that it can be technically challenging to actually do. It varies a lot of game to game. Sometimes you can literally just put a file in a folder and you're done. Yeah, it Sometimes you need some extra software yeah, for Yeah, sometimes it varies. And sometimes it is uh, something where you can get a mod manager that just fixes everything for you and makes it easy anyway. Other times it's easy for other reasons. Otherwise, other times it's really tricky. Like overwriting mm, yeah. half your game folder tricky. Mm. I... I really like the concept of mods, but I just the the, the entire technical aspect just makes me n not very interested in uh, yeah. modding a lot. Uh, I can give you a tip then. Like in general, I'd say that the Vortex mod manager, previously the Nexus mod manager, is quite good. It works with quite a few of the games that are moddable. And you can oh. get third-party mods that aren't on that site and just sort of get them as a file and just throw them into the mod manager and it goes, yeah, I know what this goes into. Yeah. Which is a bonus. Well, I, sp I suppose first I need to play some of those modern games that are very popular in modding, like uh, be it uh, an Elder Scrolls or a, or a Grand Theft Auto. Or oh yeah, GTA. I <laughs> haven't really played GTA ever, really. Oh, really? I, I actually did play quite a bit of Grand Theft Auto, so I got a good grasp of what kind of mods you got in there. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't played just... any mods, but... Yeah. 
the, the, the multiplayer modding is also quite popular there. I'm not entirely sure what kind of modding you have in single player in Grand Theft Auto, other than, I mean, you already have the, 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 the command codes, like, I want to spawn in a tank and put my police wanted level to maximum. You mm -hmm. can just do that, kind of like in The Sims, where you, if you just want a lot of money, you can just type in the correct command for it. I like those, just those commands. Now, that's my kind of modding. No technical knowledge no necessary. Yeah, multiplayer mods can be quite <laughs> a contentious issue, I'd say, but... Uh... Well, it depends on the game. Like in Grand Theft Auto, there's no issue whatsoever. In an MMO, uh, there are. I mean, Grand Theft <laughs> Auto, there's, uh, there's a mixer because that's half MMO at this point. Like, that's... GTA Five Online is like that's that's basically an MMO. Huh. Well, I don't know anything about that. I yeah, guess. that that one is <laughs> big content. If you're talking GTA Four, like I know some things of like just from osmosis and like seeing people talk about things and all that. And GTA Four, yeah, you can mod that to Helen back. That's basically co-op multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. GTA exactly. Online, that's an MMO. Uh, I don't know anything about. Uh, yeah. I don't know anything about games produced by uh, major companies since like 2015 <laughs> or something. Oh, now now we're gonna have to look up where when GTA 5 was released because. Okay, 2011. Uh, Skyrim was uh, the tipping point. <laughs> uh, GTA 5, 2013. No. No. Yes. You're right. That's can't September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. Oh my god. Yeah. We're getting old. We're getting old, Sam. Yeah. We're getting old. Help. Ah. <laughs> I was still. I I was in my freaking first year of high school. Ah. <laughs> okay. Wait. There isn't a greatest out of nope. six, right? They've just kept re-releasing like GTA uh, 5 on new consoles and stuff. <laughs> oh my god. And then they turned it into uh, games uh, as a service MMO. I, I, also known as, okay, we'll just milk this till it's dead. When did the PlayStation 4 come out? Um, that would be... Or Xbox One or whatever. That would probably be 2013, 2014 sometime. Really? Oh my god, I'm getting the old. PS5 is out, so... It's one generation ago. I know, but I thought it was a really short one. Like, just two years or yeah, something. Yeah, it felt that way, didn't it? <laughs> uh, time is going weird lately. Yes, especially this year. Like, really we're not long, this really year, short. but last year, technically. Happy New Year, everyone! <laughs> Ooh, 2021 is great! Yay. It's gonna be the best year well, ever! It can't get much worse. Oh, oh, it can. Don't yeah, say that. Yeah, no, please yeah. don't say that. <laughs> um, I have some uh, PS4, by the way. Also, 2013 release. November. Oh my god. That that explains why I was confused about the release date of Grand Theft Auto V. Because it felt like a, a, a release game for the new console generation. Which was apparently also 7 or 8 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a sort of... It released before that. But then it re-released and was better on the new consoles because more yeah, yeah. hardware capability. And then after that, it released yeah, on it PC. Weird. 
See, um, these kinds of things are stuff I just don't, I don't care anymore. Okay. I still care if enough to, to play... basically get annoyed at all the different releases and like, just go. Why do you need to release this fifteen times? Is Grand Theft Auto Five on the game, the original Game Boy yet? <laughs> Can I play it on my Nokia phone? I want to play it on my TX whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> TI yeah, yeah. 82 well, that I have lying around here because I needed that for maths of course we all have it I played Snake on it it was a great wait, game wait you can program Snake into that modding. thing I didn't program it myself I got it from someone in some way that's still impressive in its own kind works. of modding I approve <laughs> It is really cool. Like, I, I literally beat the game, and when I beat the game, like, eventually the snake just covers the entire screen. And, but it doesn't end there, because somehow you can still keep playing, and what? I still manage to get two more what? points or something. Even though my the snake went through the back... I don't know. It was cool. I was really proud of myself. I can imagine. My my big my biggest achievement, beating yeah. snake. It's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, at that point you you have like a death screen, like at the end of Pac-Man or yeah. something. But yeah, I'm more. I think the so, sort of like 15 different releases is more Skyrim at this point because that's just been released everywhere. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the well-known example. Yeah. Next on the freaking like, yes, there will be a phone release at some point. Yes, there'll be a freaking. It'll be everywhere. That there will be. There will obviously like a Genshin Impact is on phones. Right? I have no idea. I don't even that know. That game looks. I saw something mention that, that name and I just went, "What's that? Is that a new anime?" I haven't been keeping track. <laughs> but like phone games these days look way like really high end expensive phone games that don't work on anyone's phone unless you have like the newest iPhone or whatever. Those things look way better than Skyrim. Yeah. To be fair, most things look way better than Skyrim because Skyrim is not very. Yeah, great. and also it matters that it's like art style can impact that a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly the art style there, but. Yeah. And now just quickly looking up like Genshin Impact and says, "Go, okay, this is an MMO of some kind. No wonder I haven't heard of it." Yeah, it is. It, I don't think it is an MMO. I think it is uh, like a gacha. Oh, game, good lord! Except it plays like. It plays like Breath of the Wild, which is interesting. But uh, I, I don't try Breath of the Wild, I haven't played either. that. I've never held a Switch, so... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can recommend it, but buying a Switch... Yeah. yeah. It's the issue with Nintendo games, it's all on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, that's, that's the big problem, isn't it? Yeah, exclusivity is, uh, is a bad Ex Exclusivity hurts sales. Yeah, and also like makes it harder to experience this stuff. Yep. But in uh, fifteen years, you can just probably. Emulate. So uh, no hurry. Yeah, exactly, and right? I, I can take my time. I'll experience the revolutionary <laughs> game sometime. There are uh, plenty other games to play. Yes, there is, and there's plenty of games that aren't worth playing yet. <laughs> and I think, like, sure. given the time this is released. The most obvious example is still a relatively recent gaming history. 
yeah, which is also I kind of wanted to mention that in the context of modding too, because like I already know that this cyberpunk game that is not at all cyberpunk, but everyone is calling it that anyway because that's what they titled it for franchise some cyberpunk. Yes, that one, uh, big company cyberpunk. I'm pretty sure that it will be modded to hell and back, and somehow people are gonna have a ton of fun with I that. I hope it will. I might play it once it is fully moddable and freaking crazy mods like, oh, turn yourself into a complete actual cyborg is an option. Yeah, you know, having actually, uh, being actually able to change your character after you create your character. Yes, like big cyber <laughs> freaking, big cyberization modification stuff. Like some of the, um, I, I recall a trailer vaguely that was in the early like first gameplay trailer i think it was where some of the um, uh enemies were these really heavily uh cyberized people basically and i went like i want to play as that person i want to play as them <laughs> i want to be able to become those yeah. like i want to be, be able to become that yeah. I I think there's even like a a mod in Pokemon where you can play as a Team Rocket Grunt. It's oh, great. <laughs> Pokemon is something that like ROM hacks of Pokemon are just freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really weird. But like this game, Cyberpunk. Like the weird thing about it is a game can. It doesn't matter how kind of bad a game is, its gameplay systems or its bugs or. Um, it's story. It doesn't matter. As long as it's moddable, people will play, will do whatever they can with it because they got like this shiny new system to play with. Yeah. To play around in, which, uh, I mean, fair enough. I'm glad you're having fun with it. It's uh, modding a game is definitely way more cyberpunk than playing it vanilla. Absolutely. It's the punk spirit. Exactly. <laughs> And that sounds like a good place to wrap it up as well. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, it was fun how much um, I suddenly remembered how many mods I've actually played in my life. Like, when we started going into this, I was thinking like, yeah, there's some, uh, there, there's some, but not much. But uh, as you were talking, uh, more and more stuff came to yeah, mind. Yeah, it's just like, well. oh yeah, this had mods, this had mods, this had mods. And that's the thing. Like, I am a avid PC player, mostly because I am able to mod things. I love being able to yeah. just go, oh look, someone made a, a Skyrim mod f for flintlock rifles. I want that. And also, if you are playing on PC, you're just going to run into mods in some way or another. It's just going to yeah. happen. And it's it's a great time. It's I highly encourage mod uh, modding. Like I encourage modding. It is. It is actually the people creating cool stuff instead of like being entirely dependent on whatever CD project. Red yeah, or freaking EA you know or whoever. Like it is. You don't have to bow down to Todd yeah. Howard for your content. Exactly. Lick his feet. No, actually, don't just just create a lick feet licking simulator inside of Skyrim yeah, instead. Yeah, that is your options. Like, you have options <laughs> when modding. You can go to whatever person has created that 
incredibly impossibly skimpy armor mod and just download that and put it in there and all of a sudden you can be running around in that if you wanna. Row, row, fight yeah. power!